Good evening. This is your host, Philip Graves. And it's Monday again. April Fools! No, it's not. It's Friday. And tonight we have a special guest. Some of you know her from her killer cosplay creations. And others know her for being a hot rod that models with hot rods. (laughs) And tonight, here on Unfiltered with the Heroes from the Sky, me and Brett get groovy with the coolest looking Linda alive, Bessie Ghoul. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm groovy. <laughs> You're pretty good. That's how you should always be. <laughs> you dig? <laughs> so uh, what were some of the cosplays that you found to be the most difficult to create? Um, Cheryl is the number one for sure. It's like, your sister Cheryl! Yeah, she was definitely the number one. But actually, in terms of really diving into makeup. Oh, no. Do you think her screen went black? I don't know. It says she's connected. Oh. Sorry. Okay. It like, I was, popped off. I was going to say, if your screen goes black, your audio will cut out. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I will start over then. So, oh, okay. <laughs> Cheryl was the most difficult to this point in time, but like I started with Linda and I was like, well, I did that and I can do that and I'm feeling confident. So I'm going to move on to Cheryl. And it was a lot of liquid latex and a lot of cotton balls. And the first time I did it, I actually pretty much ripped the first layer of my skin off. (laughs) Oh no. Because yeah, well, I finally learned the trick to use Vaseline on your face, like a layer of it. And then it'll come off a lot easier. But it was not good going to sleep that night. So that's that's probably the most difficult that I've had so far um, in terms of makeup anyway. How about once upon a time when I used to have really long, heavy metal hair? I dressed up as Cheryl. Oh, that's cool. I need to have I seen photos? Did you send me any? Because if not, I need to see this. Maybe a long time ago. I didn't have contact, so it didn't look turn out too good. So what I did was I closed my eyelids and I painted my eyes white so it looked like my eyes are white when I closed my eyes. That's not a bad idea. I actually did that for someone once that it, <laughs> did a it deadite. Wor- so it, it works if you don't have the contacts. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean you can definitely do that in a pinch because those contacts they're actually not uncomfortable to wear which mine are not full sclera contacts they're just like the normal round ones but you cannot see in like direct sunlight or a very bright room like if it's a dark room you can see pretty much just fine but they're not always fun to wear so does it have like uh holes through the white lens yeah yeah it's like mesh is what it looks like um but you can see just fine as long as it's not a super bright room or like direct sunlight what if so. you were super drunk at like a party? <laughs> well, you probably couldn't see well anyway to begin with, so <laughs> it, it might not go so well. But, Trip and uh, fall with some dead eyed eyes. Ah, what the fuck? He's possessed. Just be really authentic. <laughs> super authentic. Scare everybody. So, uh, uh, I see that you've done uh, all sorts of like different cosplays, and uh, so when you made the ghost. Uh, Papa outfit uh, did you have to like wear a mask or did you just paint your face oh it's always painted I mean there are a lot of talented um, mask makers out there that do latex and silicone but you know I wanted to which mine is uh, an OC because she's not actually Papa which I haven't really made that super clear but um, that's she's why I mama. To paint my face <laughs> she is mama mama, mama emeritus <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And so I decided um, that was another thing that I had to hone my skills in on because I'd never really done much face paint aside from Linda and Cheryl. So that was a really cool thing to start working with. And since then, I've um, painted all of the Papa's faces actually on my face at some point. So that was really neat. And the costume making process was interesting. But so, that was more actually my husband so than me. I designed it, but he did most of the work. So, would you say you're a metalhead? Um, if we're not talking in the realm of being an elitist, <laughs> I like all kinds of music, you know, and I like all kinds of um, subgenres and metal. And I mean, I know a lot of people have mixed opinions on ghosts, whether they're metal or not metal, or they were metal and now they're not. But you know they were influenced by so many different bands and a lot of metal bands, especially their creator. Um, so it kind of, if you like ghosts, I feel like you can like all of those bands too. So I like do, it all. Do you like Slayer? <laughs> I, I had mean, to hit you. I'll be honest. I had to hit you with the metal question. That's but okay. if you would like to suggest, if you would like to suggest some songs, that you think I should listen to, I will give them a listen. So uh, I'll give you three that I could think of off the top of my head. I'd say Dead Skin okay. Mask, Dead Skin Mask, uh, Skeletons of Society, and Seasons in the Abyss. <clears throat> okay, I will listen to them and check them out for real. Like it's just, you know, sometimes I'll listen through bands and it's just I'm not really into certain sounds, and I'm willing to give it a shot if somebody wants to give me some suggestions. So. Well, if, if you're definitely angry, they would be perfect for an angry day. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Why not? You know, I've, I've been dabbling in all sorts of subgenres after, you know, finding bands like Behemoth. So that was an interesting thing because I felt like that spawned from Ghost. And, you, oh, you so know. you listen to Behemoth. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that's heavy as fuck. <laughs> because I was watching, the, I was watching this Behemoth uh, live concert video the other night, and I think it's uh, oh, I can't remember. I think it's Oh Father or whatever. It's live, and he he's oh, like Father got of Satan, oh Son. Yeah, he's got blood in his mouth, and he's got <laughs> chi- actual chicken fucking bones that are bleeding around his neck. <laughs> he, do you think he drinks blood all the time, or do you think he eats a taco every once in a while? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's up for debate. I don't know. Bloody the, tacos. The imagery, you know, it's the imagery again, and that's that's part of what drew me to ghosts. So that's part of what um, you know is the draw for a behemoth as well. I mean, aside from the music, you know, I, I love makeup and costumes, and you know, the lore behind things, which is also another thing with Evil Dead. You know, the makeup and the costumes and the lore, and you know how it connects to all of these different universes and times, and you know. Speaking of the Evil Dead, which one would happen to be your favorite? Well, of course, the original because of Linda. Honestly, no brainer. I just had that. I was going to say, I was like, yeah, it better be Evil Dead 1 with all the cosplay. It's got to be Evil Dead 1. Yeah. I was almost convinced it, it was going to be the remake. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, there are some really great costumes. Okay. We got to give it up for Mia. We got to give yep. it up for our girl Holly. Just yep. saying. So I, mean, I, just, I really respect that. Yeah, I was just throwing really that out there Mia. because everybody has their, their she does gripe a with the remake. Mia. I'm always impressed with the pictures that she posts and getting to see her too in her costume and getting to meet all you guys at, um, what yeah, was we, it? Scarefest, right? Yeah. Yep. Scarefest, uh, Lexington or 
Yeah, Lexington, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get to meet Bruce Campbell dressed as Cheryl or Linda? Linda. Actually, I got to meet Bruce, Ted, and Sam all at the same time um, at Spooky Empire in um, Tampa, Florida. Uh, that was like three years ago, maybe. And honestly, out of everybody, which everybody, everyone was nice, but um, Sam was so pleasant and he was really excited and shocked to see a Linda um, in costume. And I was surprised by that because I'm like, you know, you feel like a kid or something looking up to your hero because this is someone who wrote it and directed it and has been involved with it. Not that Bruce hasn't, not that Ted hasn't as well, but it was just it was crazy for me. It was very exciting. And the meeting with him afterwards during the signing was really awesome and special. And, you know, it was really neat. So, yeah, you know, experience. Well, Sam really watches his fans and see what they do. And he gives, excuse me, a lot of respect to his fans. So when he meets them and he sees something like dressed up in something that he, you know, came up in his own mind with, it really blows him away. And he really appreciates that. And you can tell for sure it, it's, it feels very one-on-one and very special. Like he's actually listening to you and, you know, taking in everything you're saying. So, yeah. See, see, those are the type of people that I enjoy meeting because a lot of them, they'll actually just be like, Hey, you got 50 bucks. Here's your, uh, here's your picture. See you later. Have a good day or whatever. And it's just like, they don't really give you a good interaction where someone, like I've said before, like someone like a Robert England, he'll talk your ear off. If you're sitting there oh, and yeah. like, Oh my God. I loved you in Dream Warriors. He's like, well, you know, there's this thing in Dream Warriors. It was actually the most artistic film of the bunch. And it's just like, holy <laughs> shit. It's like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, waited for him for like 45 minutes. And I was thinking, oh, great. I'm only going to get to see him for a couple seconds. And all of a sudden I'm standing there for 25 minutes. And I made this video and he's talking my ear off. And then I was like, cool. I was like, this is a real dream come true. And he, he just laughed. He thought it was hilarious. I was like, it's not every, and, and I showed him my tattoo because I had uh, Freddy Krueger tattooed on my arm. And you know what's kind of funny? Oh, wow. His his wife's name is Nancy, and I think that's kind of ironic. I was like, oh, cool, your, your <laughs> wife's name's Nancy, and she kind of looks like Heather Langenkamp. Does that ever come up in the bed? <laughs> that's what I was going to ask him, but I was like, I just flipped. I was like, whatever. I'm not going to ask you that. That never comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Oh, It'd be a nightmare. But anyways, yeah. uh, long story short, he, he's like really nice. And if you know anything about anything that he's done or like anything, he'll be like, oh, yeah, this is super awesome. That I, It's not every day you get to meet someone that actually knows their shit and stuff. And it's just like, oh, hearing that from Robert England was like a lifetime achievement award thing for me. And then, well, he... it, it, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, in no, this... no, I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. No, I have this horrible fucking, it's like a, a horrible disease. I'm like the say the wrong thing at the right time sort of guy. So I I tend to like, right. uh, When people talk, I always have like this weird, I have so much stuff to say, but then I can never get it out in time. And then right when someone's about to say it, it's just like, Oh, I forgot. I remembered. Whoops. Sorry for cutting you off. And it's just like, Oh, you're an asshole. Got to work on that. (laughs) So so the moral of the story was I, when I met Robert England, he was super awesome. And then uh, right. uh, 10 minutes later, I was waiting in line for William Shatner and I was thinking, okay, well, uh, might as well meet William Shatner. He's in line too. So I thought it'd be cool. So I ended up waiting in line and I got up to uh, the line. And because I was at Robert England's, I had spent most of my money. And then all uh, William Shatner's autographs were 50 bucks. 
and I only had 45 left. And I was like, oh, shit, I only got $45 left, and I was going to buy one of his autographs. He's like, oh, too bad. Move along. And he literally kicked me right out of the line because I didn't have five extra dollars. And I was thinking, wow, you're a prick. And I just, oh, wow. I would have... I would have expected that he would have been, you know, more uh, considerate, I, I guess would be the word, for someone that would wait around to, like, you know, meet them instead of be like, oh, yeah, you're only you're only a couple dollar signs to me, bud. See you later. Whereas when I met Bruce Campbell, it was kind of like 50 50. Uh, it was kind of like, oh, here, you know, got, uh, uh, there's 10,000 people behind you. <laughs> See you later, bud. And it's just like he wrote uh, to Mike. My name's not Mike, by the way. It's Kyle. <laughs> but everybody knows me as Philip Graves from 2018's Out for Blood because, I don't know, it's easier for me to go on my social medias under Philip Graves than it is to be Kyle Robert Shorter because I sometimes I don't want people to search me up and look for me sort of thing. I, got, I understand that for sure. It's, it's kind of like a privacy thing, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, everybody knows that Kyle's Philip Graves. There's no hiding <laughs> now. I'm going to call you Mike from now on. Mike, call, call <laughs> new me name. Mike, call me Mike Estes. Hey, Mike Estes, or not Mike Estes? Estes, it's Estes. Estes, Estes. You, yeah. You could call uh, me. You could call me Mike Asbestos, because <laughs> I got my oh. asbestos tickets. Ah, oh, I'm so clever. Beth, I do have a question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. You and Charlie, you guys started a, a photography business. Well, it's not really a business, but like. He just, you know, we worked on projects together. So, you know, it was like he wanted to work on photography and I want to photograph my work. And so we just kind of started working together and like we like to just mess around with it. Teamwork makes the dream work. Well, are you guys traveling around like the country at times? I know his job takes him a lot of different places. Because I remember uh, down in Kentucky, we talked about that. and I did talk to Charlie about his job. Do you guys really travel around and do that? Or is it just kind of like a set in one spot kind of deal? Like his job? No, no, the photography thing. Oh, it's just whenever the mood strikes. Like, actually, we do most of it in our house or like at his family farm. And really? if we happen, yeah, you wouldn't think it. You if, no. if you saw, I'll have to send you a picture. If you saw the space that we photographed in, you would not believe me, because we figured out a way to make it really compact. And you know, if you're smart about the backdrops you're using, you actually don't spend that much money doing it. Like that um, backdrop for the. Uh, Wonder Papa that we'll call it that Wonder Papa I posted it you probably saw it the other day Mm -hmm. where it was like Wonder Woman with the pop paint that background was a six dollar party background like a backdrop that's all that was like it wasn't anything you know so we shoot in small spaces with and we try to be minimal with things like that as we can and stuff that we can reuse too okay so you know what else is really handy for that is that uh, old school like curtains, theater curtains. You can yes, find it. Yeah. You can find them at like uh, Fabricland if you have that in whatever the states. There, there's all sorts of like fabric buildings. Like you can go and make certain. Uh, like you could go and make your own whatever curtains out of any color you want. But I, I think red or dark red or burgundy or whatever is a really good backdrop for nearly mm-hmm. anything. absolutely like and another good thing that we like we do have some professional backdrops but um and we went with like a red and black and then like a gray and black because it's just very neutral and works with a lot of things but um buying king size flat sheets 
I mean, those work, you know, just as well. And usually they're pretty cheap for the most part. So that's kind of, and if we happen to travel like a hotel or something, or you're going on a trip somewhere, you can plan ahead sometimes. Cause like there was a shoot that we did, uh, I don't know, like a week and a half ago, maybe. And, um, we just happened to have a nice hotel room and used it. So <coughs> I don't really like, there's only a few things I will specifically be traveling for, which I probably can't talk about right now because it hasn't been. <laughs> well, no, no, it's it's nothing like explicit, but it just hasn't. No, been, no, um... no. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't no, know. No, no, no. Um, it just hasn't been worked out yet. It's sort of a pop dream at this point, but oh, I'm hoping to work is... it out. Chase the dragon. Let <laughs> I me. Mean, well, here's another question for you, Beth. Are you guys <laughs> going to attend any conventions this year? Absolutely, and we will most definitely be at Scarefest this year, for sure. Um, nice. I hope that you guys come back. It would be nice. I know it's really far distance for you guys to travel, though. So. Uh, where is Scarefest, dude? It's in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, yeah, they have that's really, you know really what? That's where. Oh, sorry. That's where your voice is coming from. I was like, oh, I know where. That's probably from somewhere. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking the south. But then as soon as yep. you said Kentucky, I, I first thing I thought was Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's that, a good thought. <laughs> well, because it's in Louisville, Kentucky, right? Yeah. So it's closer no, 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 by. Lexington. It's Lexington. It's not Louisville. It's Lexington. But it's still Kentucky. Uh, I did talk to the promoter of that convention after the fact, after we were mm-hmm. done that day. And he's like, hey, man, if you need help getting in or anything like that, I'll help you out because you're all the way in from Montana. And I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately for me, it, well, not unfortunately for me, but um, I won't be able to make Scarefest mm-hmm. because Chris booked my tickets for Chicago. Uh, yes, flashback, and, right? Yep, flashback. It's their 20th anniversary, and it's really supposed to be big. And he's like, hey, this is the last ride of the KOS and these meetups like this <coughs> in Chicago, so let's, let's go out with a bang. I'm like, okay. And, what are the uh, dates for that? Um, it's the beginning of August. I don't oh, okay. remember exactly. I have to send you the link after this. But okay. uh, yeah, I'll be down there. A um, bunch of other Knights of Samaria members will be down there. Apparently, my house is now like the new meetup place. Like <laughs> in June, I'm going to have Roger and his family here uh, awesome. from Brick Studios, Doug and Holly, and Chris and his girlfriend. And then a surprise So it's just like guest. a big old KOS party. Oh. Oh, no, no. It's, guest, no huh? it's not a KOS party. It's a wolf pack meetup. That's what Excuse we call it. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Wolf pack meetup. Well, <laughs> a lot of people always ask the difference is wolf pack is like family. It's like, you know, there's. there's Select a, few. Yeah. It, not everybody can go. Uh, but if like we've met you before kind of thing, it's like you're always welcome to be there. And then we do have one surprise guest from overseas coming in oh uh-huh. oh no way for real yeah, yeah. fucking right yep all you guys are so lucky awesome. that's awesome yep i'm so happy for them i know that they're probably very excited about it oh yeah and you know somebody else asked the other day when it's happening i'm like i told them they're like well we're traveling around the country we may stop by i'm like okay it's cool <laughs> that's so problem. oh sorry so I had this other idea. Have you ever cosplayed as Annie? Annie. Oh, you mean 
Evil Dead from Two, Evil right? Dead Two. Right? Yeah. 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 Um. At, no, I have not. Like, if I don't know, I like to be challenged in some ways. I know. I just feel like, and there's nothing wrong with it, but I, I like to work with makeup and things. But I do. We had a massive. Um, well, I would consider it massive considering you usually don't get a lot of evil dead people together, but we had a meetup a couple of years ago. Like I did Linda, a friend did Cheryl and a friend did, um, Shelly. And then, um, one of our friends who makes, um, like their phone chainsaw hands, um, he brought his daughter as Annie actually. So we had a bunch of us together doing that. Well, what I, have, a, oh. I, have, I have a dare for you then. If you like to be chat. Oh, Okay. I was okay. just going to say the same thing. Funny you read my mind. <laughs> well, Scotty's girlfriend, after she bit her hand off. Shelly. Yes. We oh, gosh. Okay. She's, no, like she's the, a friend not part. like the Shelly, Shelly, but like biting her hand off Shelly, which is like the fake Shelly. You know, well, we're like talking the like Shelly. dripping the blue goo and everything. The long ass yeah. fucking groan. Yeah, really bad wig. The really bad wig. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have Here. to send you, now that you've said that, I'll have to send you a couple of pictures of our full group together from a couple of years ago so you can see the Shelly that we had. And funny enough, her name is Shelly, too, so. Yeah, because you guys, yeah, there was a lot. Of, I remember seeing that photo. It was, like, in Florida or something like that, wasn't it? Um, Actually, it was at Days of the Dead in Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, that's right. Yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. down south. Yeah, there was a lot of people dressed as Ash. I remember that because the Deltas were down there at that time. Now that, no, you're right about that. That was the one in Florida, but uh, you may not have seen the ones that we posted forever ago. Then I'll send them to you so you can see them. But there oh. were a lot of um, people dressed in Evil Dead. We actually had a the same friend that brought their daughter as Annie brought them as a Necronomicon. Like they were literally a walking Necronomicon. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, see, Philip, so. Philip, you're missing out, dude. The lower 50 states, I'm telling you. Maybe. Yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck? I can't. Maybe I, one of these days I'll get across that border. I'll be a border. Well, jumper. I mean, <laughs> uh, Spooky Empire's coming up, so just yeah. saying. I don't know if they're doing it twice a year now as well or not. I haven't really looked at the dates, but I think it's actually maybe in June this year. Mm, I can't I really know. remember. So that's one to look at. And but you were asking about conventions. Um, I'm definitely planning on Dragon Con as well, which is a really massive convention. Yeah, that they host it's in Atlanta. Finally back. Hmm. Yeah, they're finally back. They were closed down. What uh, last? Well, they two- they had it last year. Um, they really did. Okay. Yeah. Um. It there were requirements and stuff, but they actually had it last year, and they might have had it the year before. I honestly can't quite remember, but they definitely had it last year, and it's definitely a go this year. Nice. So. I got a challenge for you. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, I got it. I figured it out while you guys were talking. You said you like to do makeup? I'm I'm very much a novice at it. Like, Cheryl has been my most interested. Okay. Well, here, I got one for you. You should dress up as Angela from Night of the Demons 2. Well, it's funny you say that because, honestly, I have never watched any of that franchise and started watching the first one just the other night (laughs) so well you know what's really funny is that when on my drive home to do this podcast i messaged you and i said you know what's funny beth came on the radio by kiss (laughs) on my drive home to do this podcast which i thought was hilarious 
and, and it's I, that, such a good song and it's random i was like what the hell like and i told my dad i had to call my dad i was like because i was so baffled that it was literally the car i jumped into the car jumped drove started driving home and that was what was on the radio and i was like what the fuck are you kidding me and then i called my dad i was like yeah i'm driving to do this podcast with this girl named best can you fucking believe it i was like telling my dad he's like are you kidding me i was like turn it on the radio right now 98.3 all of a sudden he goes oh my god it is playing i was like yeah what the fuck i was like it was just weird and then all of a sudden it's like i'm not even kidding i'm not even joking anything 100 truthful uh, swear to god huh. uh, uh, cross my heart hope to die <laughs> stick a needle in my eye <laughs> That's 100% on the level. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying that. It's weird. You know, I mean, and it's some so, weird evil dead stuff there. So now you know, it that means. When your car starts talking to you. Yeah. Yep. So, so now that means you have to dress up as Angela from Night of the Demons 2. Well, I would be glad to because I've been looking, you know, once I started watching the first one, I'm not through it all the way. I tend to like to watch movies right before I fall asleep. So I only watch like 20 to 30 minutes at a time. They're campy. They're B movies. Oh, and I love that. Oh, and I um, adore B movies. So I'm definitely up for finishing the rest of the series. And definitely, I've already been eyeing um, the uh, outfit from the first one. So Nice. You know why they call so them B movies? Why? Because they're <laughs> the best. Know? Okay, that, that's a good response. I was like, do I want to know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a nerd. Yeah. Fuck. We all so, are. There, there's nothing wrong with it. In Evil Dead, or The Evil Dead, what is your favorite part of it? Well, I like all the scenes with Linda. Let's just be honest, okay? And I'm pretty much into Cheryl once she turns. Like, that's, I just really love the way they look. I just, I don't know. It, I'm really into that, and I mean, the story leading up is fun and all, but I just, I think they're so funny and there's so much more action. And honestly, all of them are very silly movies and not in a negative way, of course. But I mean, it's just silly. It's fun. There are some scary parts and it's not that it's really scary. They're shocking, I guess. So it's anything after becoming deadites for me. And what are your opinions on all of the Lindas? Or Number all of one the will always be the best. <laughs> agreed, <laughs> agreed, and it, I don't know why. I think it's just her performance was timeless, and she acted very like cute. And I don't well, know. And it, she's it, just so shocking, you know. Like it's just such a shocking look. Not, not nothing against you know the Linda in the second film, or even uh, you know any other variation. It's just that there's such a shocking look to her and. I'm not sure at that time that you got to think like the evil dead was such a crazy movie to come out at the time that it came out. You know, it was very different, very unusual. And I don't know, it's the shock value. I- I'm very much individuals. So, and I ramble, I apologize. <laughs> that's oh, no, fine. You're the guest. You got to talk. That, that's <laughs> point. I do have a question for you. Um, yeah. Evil Dead Rise is about to come out and as mm-hmm. far as we know it's basically an all female cast are you looking forward to the new cosplays coming from that the new looks of, of the new Deadites um, 
with any any part of that because as far as I know, I think there's five leading female roles or five roles that as as of right now known to be female. Are you looking forward to that at all? I'm excited about it, but my wallet is not excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I'm always happy to see new costumes and new characters and especially seeing a more female driven direction, which I mean, we noticed that in Ash versus Evil Dead anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of cool to see that continue and to see where they go in the story. And I'm not really much of a gamer, but I'm willing to give it a shot, at least so I can see everything. I'm with you. I'm not much of a gamer either. I'm stuck in the shop. All these people leave me out in the shop all the time. Depends on what uh, system you got. I could be the heffy. (laughs) I could teach you guys how to fucking game that shit. Like, woo. Annie, Annie to me, is like the quintessential badass. She can read the book. She'll stab a bitch without even questioning it. (laughs) Annie can read the book. Yeah. Annie's, Annie's my girl. She has advantages that most of them don't, so. She's a ninja. And she is really underrated when you really think about it in the franchise because it is mostly, oh, Cheryl, oh, Linda, but we don't really talk about any other female characters because there are a few at least. She could read Sumerian. Well, and Bruce Campbell would admit she is the hero in Evil Dead 2. For sure. Well, I mean, she when you think about it, yeah, because I, I don't yeah. know that people dissect it very well, but I mean, she is. She saves the day in the yeah. end. So, well, just I imagine agree. if if she would have survived an army of darkness, none of the army of the dead would have came alive. She just would have gone to the graveyard, grabbed the book, said the words, done. Because she Pretty. could remember the words. She <laughs> could <What>? read them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's my girl. But oh, in. I always uh, want to meet her, but always eludes me on every con. Well, you know, I mean, people are coming back. Everybody's getting excited about conventions even more, I think, right now than ever. So it could always be a possibility. You'll be able to get Sarah Berry's autograph eventually. Sarah Berry, I'm going to look at her and be like, thank you for being a hero. Now, you might be surprised. (laughs) You may catch her at Scarefest at some point because, you know, they have had Bruce there, as you know, before. Yeah. And Ted and Danny. I don't know. Rest yeah, in peace, I don't Danny know Hicks. If they've had any like um, any of the ladies of the Evil Dead. That's what I'm waiting on. I want to meet them so bad, and I've asked for them at multiple times for conventions, but it's just never happened. So. Hey, so what? That's... Might be a flashback. So what are the some three of them? Co- you never know. You never know. I need to keep an eye on it. Yeah, they're keeping a lot of stuff secret right now. Because the only like big person they've announced is Robert England. But and that's pretty they, big. Oh, that was like he was there one year with Bruce Campbell and a few oh, other Oh wow. Big, yeah. And this is the twentieth anniversary. Yeah, they're going big time. So it's hard to tell who the other big I'll keep an eye on it then. Since <laughs> you're holding our Bahama back. And if you're the- there, if you're there, you get to meet Paris. Awesome. I like oh, meeting everybody. Will oh, Ryan be there as well? Who? Ryan. Ryan? Yeah. We're actually, yeah, we're trying to, uh, um, Ryan's going through a little bit of something right now, which I can't talk oh, about. okay. Uh, That's okay. But me and Chris, we said, hey, Vinny's going to be there. Like, catch a ride with Vinny. We got you covered, brother. And uh, that's what we do. We're all friends. Yeah. 
So Brian's like, I'm in. He just has to talk to Vinny. Well, I'm happy to meet everybody. Happy to meet Paris. Ryan We've all is, known each other for a few years now, so. Oh, yeah. Ryan is the most chill dude you'll ever meet. Ryan is like, you'd be like, hey, Ryan, hey, what do you want for lunch? Like, oh, yeah, well, I'd like a, where are you going? McDonald's? Uh, how about a Big Mac and a large fry? <laughs> you'd be like, dude, you want that large size? That would be rad. And <laughs> Ryan. Ryan is the best. He is the coolest dude. He actually talks like that? Yeah. He's probably... pretty chill. Yeah, he's a chill dude. He's the greatest dude. Like, if you ever talk to him, like, he li- actually listens to this podcast. Oh, boy. Hello, Ryan. Well, then hello, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he's he's working, Mr. he listens to the podcast. Um, but, yeah, we're hoping he makes it down there for Chicago and uh, has fun with everybody. Um, I think we're going to do, a, I would say, a big thing, but I told Chris that I was like, hey, let's all go to Caddyshack's, which that's Bill Murray's brother's restaurant, which is like mm-hmm. two blocks away. And we'll go down there, get some, they got some really good food. And they have a drink called the Boomstick. Oh, and, ha- and it has a fake eyeball in it. Like a, you can eat it kind of thing. Ew. And oh, I'm sure well, you guys like- will make a spectacle of that uh, particular event. Oh, dude. yeah, we're, we're going to about, you know, it's the last time. Let's let's do it outright. Paris is there and Chris and then Vinny, Ryan, Roger. We're still talking about talking, getting Roger down there. Holly and Doug, I'm assuming as well, right? Mm, I don't know. I don't know yet. It really depends on the guest list for them because they're actually I'll coming up here that. to my house in um, June and then they're coming back up in November. That's a lot of traveling then, especially where yeah. to where you are. So, yeah, they're only a couple hours away, but you got to, you know, they just bought a new house. And so my whole thing with that is like those really checking out the guest list kind of thing. I can understand that for sure. I mean, yeah, it, you've got to have multiple reasons for traveling like that when it's a convention. So, right. He already told me, he's like, hey, once you get to Chicago, just do me a favor. I was like, what? Rent a car and just drive two hours south. Just hang out. <laughs> and I was like, dude, if I could, I would. He's like, no, seriously. Rent a car. Get down here. Like, no, I, I can't. You know that. He's like, no, seriously. Just do it. I'm like, nah. I wish I could, but I can't. I, I got to be at the convention, man. Well, then hopefully you guys can make it work. And hopefully, you know, they'll have a really awesome guest list. Because if they, if it's that good, we may be looking at it, too. But oh, it's that- kind of a tight squeeze because Dragon Con is literally just weeks after that so oh that'd be a hell of a that'd be a, well you guys got that rv so you guys don't have to worry about hotels along the way there you go uh i'm one of those people because i do like sometimes multiple costumes it's such a hassle you know if you're not staying in the hotel it's yeah especially if you're wearing certain costumes because like cheryl is not really <coughs> con safe or not con safe but she can't be worn for multiple periods because at this point me using liquid latex and cotton, the mouth mm-hmm. separates if you talk too much and let's face uh, it. We all know that I talk way too much. So <laughs> probably uh, wouldn't last very long. So it's easier to go back to your room if you're in the, you know, convention center and stuff. There's uh, something that you could use for that. And it's, it's uh, this, 
you can get it in these uh fuck i can't remember exactly what it's called but it, it you can buy it and it says new skin it's kind of like halloween shit you can go and buy it at a halloween store anywhere and it, it looks just like a, li- a little circle container it looks like it would be like a whatever cover up or, or but it's not oh, like spirit wax yeah exactly if you use spirit yeah. wax then you could whatever you wouldn't have to use the latex be- but it, that's not uh, you would also have to put vaseline like you said before on your face before otherwise it would make this like weird uh, film into your skin and cause like whatever zits and shit so it's, it's yeah, kind we of, don't want that. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually if it's only worn for like say a two or three hour period, then you would See, have no I go problem. longer than I could literally start at you know ten a.m. and go till that evening in a costume. I try to take breaks, or I'll switch into another one. But I just really enjoy the cosplay aspect. So. I've got to find something that works a bit better, which is why I was wanting to get back into makeup because I haven't worn Cheryl or Linda in a very long time. And I want to start working with different products to see how it works out. (laughs) If you really wanted to make me give you a challenge, I'd say, I'd say dress up like Amanda and spray your skin color as Amanda. You'll have to refresh my memory because my brain is like. Uh, she would be I'm a woman of color. Uh, <laughs> Amanda was uh, uh, would have could have been Ash's girlfriend in the first season of season one, oh, but she got okay, killed. Yes, it's been a while. She was so wonderful. Now my brain is like I, I'm remembering all of it, and she was so wonderful, and I was so upset when she was killed. And I know I, I won't say too much because I don't want to like ruin it for anybody that might be listening that hasn't watched it yet. But she um, she was fantastic. I loved she her was. so much. She was really good. It was kind of so. well, a little bit of spoiler. It was kind of like you know there was this big plan for her because they're like we know mm-hmm. who you are and we just kind of <clears throat> fell flat a little bit. Maybe yeah, she was oh, kind sorry. of rushed out. Yeah, she, yeah. I, I feel like she was kind of rushed out, and then like Ash always gets the crappy end of things and the fact that he seemed to actually be falling for her of course they had to pull the rug right out from under him and then hit them against one another so you know you know what that actually gave me a rank idea (laughs) rank canadian so okay uh that's like a saying here where it's like holy fuck or whatever right but people they go (laughs) rank or whatever i don't know it's the thing that happens here in canada (laughs) bud you want some of that there pancake syrup you come, you coming over for a wobbly pop or what? <laughs> oh my goodness! Fuck! I don't know. Just stupid fucking little things oh, it's, like that. It's, it, I'll tell you this, Beth. Now I completely like, forgot like, what I was saying. Like he lives in Canada, I live in Montana, and like we you just know, across the border, bed. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't even grow up here. I grew up in Missouri, and you know, I you know, I used to have an accent now. Like Al would say this, Al said, Al, every time he tries to do an impression of me, he's like, it's weird. It's this weird Southern Northern bullshit you pull off, Brett. Or like, it's just my voice. And it's weird in Missouri, when you open the door for somebody, they go, mm-hmm. And up here, it's like, oh, you betcha. <laughs> hey there, howdy, partner. <laughs> oh, they hate her, but, you know, they all. That's hilarious. It's, it's weird. Once you, uh live somewhere for a long time you kind of lose what you used to be I, i'd say but um yeah it's really weird 
I'll tell you what, Canada makes a really good steak, though. They really knock it out of the park. We'll admit that. I have not traveled to Canada yet. It's our bucket list, though. It's a nice place. Like, where I live, it's pretty much, like, the Texas of Canada. Like, if for landscape, like, you could, it pretty much looks like you're driving through Texas. Well, Montana's like Canada without all the shitty rules you guys have. Yeah, we uh, right. You know what sucks? I live in the Bible Belt, which means there's no strip clubs in fucking uh, the three provinces we're in, <laughs> because they're oh, all wow. Bible. It's because they're all Bible thumpers, right? Oh, oh Montana! Those goddamn Bible thumpers. Oh, Montana's like, oh, you want to <laughs> go blow something up? Or, oh, hey, you betcha! You know they don't care. You know everybody, everybody <laughs> fine with whatever. They don't care. It's great. Then I probably wouldn't fit in very well with my. Um ghost costumes and things oh no, no. i've not been approached You're but of all the time there's even like that's it's not even looked upon as like anything here it's just like oh my god a strip club what the fuck yeah it's not a, like, not a, no they're no, stupid not like, 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 yeah, where I'm at, like everything goes it's good and we don't even have sales tax <laughs> really yeah no sales tax wow Oh, we so it's pretty very much like, little like Alberta. Taxes. I'm like, if it's 99 cents, it's 99 cents, period. That's interesting. Yeah, that's why I live here. <laughs> love it. It's great. <laughs> Cost effective. Oh, dude, yeah. That's why, like, it's hard to find a house here anymore because everybody's moving here. The housing market in general, it seems like everywhere. It's well, just it, there it aren't enough houses to go around. Well, if you go to, like... If you go to Illinois, Illinois is very much a buyer state, but um, Montana, just because it's Montana, you know, it's not, it's not like behind in the ages, but it's not like developed like say Chicago or New York. These big companies can come in and build up and they're doing it right now. Like our big grip of all these businesses, all these old ones are being torn down to build up brand new ones of all these new companies coming in. It's insane. Oh, man. It's like overnight. And we got new housing going on. We got new subdivisions like out of the just blue. But still, well, no you got good and bad with it. I mean, you know, the good yeah. thing is growth, but also, you know, there are negative sides, I'm sure. Uh, well, I just say the riffraff that comes with it. I just say the cold freezes them out so they can go down south again, you know. Because that's that's kind of where because we get a lot of like all like we had some crime going on and you know who they caught and stuff and where they were originally from. Not saying. Well, you have yeah. good and bad everywhere. I mean, that's just right. You know, the luck of the draw. Whether it's a small town, city, it doesn't matter. You know. Yeah, it so. really depends on the citizens who live there to make it good or bad. Honestly, you know, you there's, have tiny, there's good and tiny, bad in everything. So. Yeah, like I grew up in a tiny little town and it's all up to the citizens to make it a great place and let it grow mm-hmm. or just, Absolutely. you know, leave it as is. Yeah, there's there's even there's been crime in my small town. I mean, it's just you can't escape it. You know, it's unfortunately a part of life. And yeah, you just make the best of it. <laughs> yeah. Silver linings for everything. Mm hmm. Speaking oh, of dude. which, <laughs> uh, what are some of the coolest fucking cars, or which is the coolest car you think you've probably modeled in front of? Any Mustang. <laughs> Any one of them. Um, I mean, my my goal, I would love to shoot with a Mustang from every year since um, it was created. 
that hasn't happened yet. I haven't really oh, got to shoot with any you vintage. You know they have Mustang meetups. Yeah, well, we just did, um, it's called Ponies in the Smokies. Uh-huh. Um, we did that one, um, I don't know, like a, it was last, maybe last weekend or the weekend before. I can't even remember the dates. We did that one. And then before that, back in September last year, we did this one called Mustang Week. Mm-hmm. And that was in Myrtle Beach. And people come from all over the states for that one. And I mean, Ponies in the Smokies is pretty big. I, I don't know, like I didn't get to talk to a lot of people, but I got to see some really, really, really cool cars that I didn't think I'd ever get to see. So hmm. which yeah, do you think your uh which do you think your uh favorite Mustang would be? I would say well, in terms of most unique, I think at this point the most unique one that I got to see actually recently was the King Cobra. Yeah. And that was really neat because I just started reading up on that and I didn't even think that I would get to see one. At, I couldn't believe I didn't think I'd get to see one at the event. And I couldn't believe that it was actually just parked outside, like in the parking lot, like someone had driven it, you know, they weren't like showing it off. So that was interesting, but it was neat to be able to see that. That was something for me. And the way that that particular convention center was set up, you got to see like every year, the the way right. that they had wrapped it around. It was every, a Mustang from every year. So that was neat. I, they even had the Mach-E. So. I have an opportunity for you and Charlie. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. So, my father-in-law runs our hot rod shop. Oh, nice. So, one day, this guy comes in and says, hey, and it's from, like, 1970-something. It's a cartoon photo of, like, a 57 Chevy or something like that, right? And it's all, like, mm-hmm. every part of it's really, like, exaggerated. And he goes, I want that. And he <laughs> built that car. And it's been showcased in Hot Rod Magazine after that. And the guy told him, he goes, hey, you know, I'm going to leave it to you right now. I'm going to get it. it, Is it the 789? No, no. Um, He's like, I'm going to give you this car because it's in my will to you. And I'm not going to drive it anymore. So you can have it right now. So if you guys ever come up here and you want to do a photo shoot, that is the car to do it. Oh, that would be awesome. I'd love to do that. See, there's, yeah, we're building, we're building excuses for us to come visit. You see, it's working. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be really neat. That, that yeah, would be really he's cool. He's got some cool stuff in there. Like he's got Mercs. He's got Ford Ditko milk trucks, all kinds of weird stuff. Oh, well, and that means we would also need a tour of said place. Oh yeah. Well, you know. if you guys come up to visit, you definitely go visit, visit the shop for sure. Oh, that'd be super fun. <clears throat> oh sure. yeah. That means I got to get be my down. Model A done. Because I got a Ford Come Model A. It's like a 1930 Model A. It's chopped. And it's got six two barrels on it. You know, the old rat rod look. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's in his shop right now. So, what's I, your I goal be... like in terms of time that you want to have it done? Like, are you wanting it done this year? or? Well, this year I'm like really stuck with the chainsaw crap. Ah, gotcha. I yeah. want to buy one. And... That's why I'm retiring as well. Wait, so. did you say no one to buy one? Oh, yeah, you I'm need, telling people you, no. I was going to say, you need to, oh, I thought you were saying that no one would buy one. I was like, you need to be talking to Charlie if you think no <laughs> one wants to buy one. Because, no, no, yeah. no. Everybody everybody wants to buy one. I'm turning people away. I'm like, no, I got this amount and I'm done. 
So are you like plugging them to someone else though? Like telling them who they should go to or mm, no. <laughs> no. I, at, at first I was uh, plugging Jason, but now he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm fucking yeah, done. done. He's like, I'm done too. I'm like, okay, well you guys, then know, Alex anybody Anderson's that wanted done. a good saw that they're shit you on know, luck pretty all much. These, all these guys done? are done. I mean, they're, it's, it's the end period of those, the Ash vs. Evil Deads. Chris is just now coming out with, uh, the Evil Dead 2s. And his Evil Dead 2, like, he's coming to the shop, and he's, Chris like, he pa- made... Are you talking about Chris Pollock? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, okay. He, you he said made Evil the Dead top 2? Okay. Look exactly like Evil Dead 2. Like, every well, everything looks perfect. Exactly the same. Well, Has I guess... Are sh- selling those already? No, not yet. He's building... Okay. We're going to do a Brett's Groovy Chainsaw's video when he's up here with the grill. He's going to just basically build it. We're going to paint it. We're not going to paint it, but we're going to just, boom, put it all together but he's going to oh, sell okay. one or two of them in Chicago. That's and who Charlie gonna, needs to get hooked up with then. Yes. It's going to look freaking insane. Chris's work is info on... after this. What's that? What'd you say Beth? you need to get me? You need to get me some of that info on everything after this. See, so I've seen, I've seen a photo of this prototype top a year ago and I'm like, holy shit, you nailed it. And it's good. Oh, you would oh my god and he's like everybody's gonna hate it because it looks like shit i'm like the people who know evil dead 2 will are going really to love it <laughs> love it yeah and i'm like dude i dig this this is perfect this is what i want and he's like yeah the bolt holes are slanted over here they're not the same this has a dip in it and this has welds and he's like yeah it's a little funky i'm like chris holy crap dude this is this is the greatest thing i've ever seen good i'm glad because we we definitely need more creators within Evil Dead, you know, if people want to take breaks or retire from what they've been doing, because you guys have been doing like the chainsaws and like the Necronomicons for quite a long time and perfecting yeah. them, you know, for years. So, well, and I know Charlie was interested in Evil Dead too, if I remember right. Yes, specifically. Yeah. 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 He needs to talk to Chris because, man, oh, yeah. Not going to get any better than that. There's no way. I'm surprised we went this long. Without you talking about your uh, that you bought the uh, Kandarian dagger from Evil Dead One. Oh, well, yeah. I was gonna mention about. I was gonna say if I could get you to do that for me, so I can finally have a proper one. Oh, be the build one. Well, Beth, I tell you, <laughs> yeah. are you talking about the dagger I built? Yeah. Well, you did a really good job on it. So. Oh, thanks, um, Roger. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say it right here. Roger's gonna scan it when he's up here. And, oh, okay. So you're yeah. going to be able to produce them, at least well, in small quantities. I told him I'm not going to sell them, but if because triggers or totes, I'll say totes here. Totes, <laughs> totes would be on my ass, and I told him I was like, it would hey, not dude. be a good situation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for for me, I was like, if you want to do yeah. that scan and print it under the table anywhere, I'm cool, cool with it, and just. You know, take the money for yourself. I'm good. Because that's the one that you like. You made yourself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because I, I was getting that mixed up for a second because I know that you um, had um, how do I say this about the Necronomicon that you um, improved? I guess is what you. Oh said. yeah. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that, I was getting it mixed yeah, up. And I was like, wait, that, you're wanting to scan? I was like, oh yeah. So yeah. I, sorry. Well, the bu- the book thing. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, that's how me and Totes went head to head, basically. Yeah. 
Because it was good. Ryan's like, hey, man, they got this Facebook page and it's really good. And you should post your stuff on there and they can appreciate it. And some guy who's their buddy came on there and started calling it a, a big brown piece of shit. Oh. Yeah. And then, and then they started coming after me, you know, all their little buddies and shit. And then Christopher Hampton, I, you know, sorry for ragging yeah. on you last week. I do apologize. But him and a bunch of other guys jumped on that page and kept posting the photo and they're like they they literally they honestly called me a recaster oh and that is like calling somebody the n-word in the prop community you don't well, do the that. thing with recasting that's not recasting to me right. like you're just modifying something and you're not pretending that it's yours and you're not you know yeah trying to pass it off as something you simply said that you were you it know, was improving a- something, and you made it look what you felt looked like better. Yeah. Sorry, I'm making a cup of coffee, guys. I have to. Oh, no, you're good. That's fine. Um, But, yeah, that's to me, that's not recasting. To me, recasting would be literally, you know, making a cast of the book and then telling someone that was yours and selling it. I mean, am I incorrect? I mean, you are I don't correct. know the... You are correct. So. Well, the, well, the thing is, that's the worst thing you can call somebody, so... That's the first way you can bury somebody who did something better. Than oh, absolutely. It. It's, it's then, a very serious thing. I mean, there are literally pages that blacklist people in the yeah. community for that. So, And I'm, I'm, I'm totally against, you know, recasting. I'm not. A, absolutely. You work very hard on the things you do. I don't blame you. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Thank you. And so at the end of it, finally, uh, Chris Zephro, who's our business guy, gets on my YouTube page that within this is all within two hours. He's like, Hey, I'm glad you got the, you know, you modified the book the way you want it. I was like, Yeah, I did. Thank you. And thank you for all the bullshit you and your buddies put me through the last couple hours. Oh, no. I was just like, Yeah, well, we don't have the best relationship. I give them as much credit as they deserve. You know, when they mess up, I'll, I'll call it out, but I won't like say much. But if they do something yeah. good, I'll mention how good they did, you know, when it comes yeah, to their, I mean, I, I've always had, you know, decent dealings like with the, um, with the ghoul masks, everything went fine yeah. with those for us. Well, now, some people got them and they were shattered, unfortunately, because, you know, shipping can be right. very intense and it's just, it's literal. Um, what is the, I'm, I can't even think of the um, type of material it is right now. But it's very fragile, so it was. Some latex to... or. No, this was resin, I... I believe. Oh, resin. Maybe okay. I, I could be wrong. My brain. I'm telling you, I've not had enough coffee today, guys. Oh. Um, yeah. but it was very fragile material, and some of them, I guess, didn't have enough padding in them, and some of them arrived completely shattered. So, but other than so, that, you know, they made it right. So, what are some of the uh, most difficult things besides? Uh, linda that you've done um well i'm really proud of um because i i will say this here and i will tell anybody i'm not good at sewing i am left-handed and i have a very difficult time with things things are not made for left-handed people (laughs) so i cannot um sew on a sewing machine very well um so i usually have to modify things if I work on them like hands on myself when it comes to like outfits. Um, did, so I'm, hmm? 
Oh, I was going to say, did you know because you're left-handed, you were right-brained? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> That's I, random, I, interesting. Yeah, and also, if you're right-handed, you were left-brained. Wait, I was like, what? Wait, that leaves a question. <laughs> what about a person like me who's ambidextrous? Then you're... That's your own problem. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, lizard brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm both. I'm both handed. I'm one of those weird people who use both hands. See, I just can't. But it's weird because I play guitar right-handed and I golf right-handed. So I don't what know kind... why, but I do. What kind of guitar do you have? I have a Baby Martin and um and a Telecaster. I call him Telly. I had to think for a second. Nice. John Five plays Telecasters. If, oh. I've if, not seen him live before yet. If you could guess what kind of guitar I like to play, that would be weird. <laughs> um, well, I'm he just going to say probably Telecaster. No. Oh. No. Strat. Sometimes. Well, then I'm right because so you just said strat. what you play. No, but I was going to say. If she guessed the one I built, that would be weird. Oh, okay. Oh, well, and that's I my favorite one. That. Well, okay. Of course. I'll just give you a hint. Uh, probably the greatest guitar player that ever lived, no Dime. longer alive. You're going to say die bag. I was going to say no longer alive, but I was going to make her guess it. Nah. Well, but there are lots of wonderful guitarists that are no longer alive. So but that you have to go weird. specific by genre, too. So. I was just thinking about the, the when I was driving home in your song, and then I told you to do the thing. <laughs> I was like, dress up like fucking Angela. And I was like, if you guessed the guitar, that would have been really weird. So now, okay, cr- <laughs> yeah, cross on that. It, it, it wasn't real. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so um, what Kyle was talking about earlier, he was talking about the post on um, David. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck up his last name. Bartug or Batrug? Did mm-hmm. you see his post on his Evil Dead Two dagger? No. It, which group is it? <laughs> he in both groups. He just said, "I'm putting up a new listing." So what he did, he got a mold from Tom Sullivan of the original Evil Dead Two dagger. What? Whoa! And made two of them. So how is that going to work legally? Like, is it like one that Tom owned on his own and like won't? Yeah, well, I, I don't know how it's going to work legally, but I bought the first one. <clears throat> as soon as I saw that post, and Ryan sent me the post, I'm like, yoink, yink that sucker up. And of what's, course, a- oh, sorry, I was going to say, and what's something like that worth? Um, well, it's, it, it is an investment piece because it the main body is Evil Dead 2. It was the dagger from Evil Dead 1 and then to Evil Dead 2. The side teeth have been changed. The dagger's been changed throughout the years. Same with the ribcage on top, but the main body is Evil Dead 2, you know, exactly from it. And um, it's the same uh, visible man or, or woman? Well, we call it the old monkey head now because it looks like a monkey head or monkey skull because it's, you know, Tom's done a lot of them and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, Bartug or Batrug, he is so deep in Evil Dead and he has produced a lot of Evil Dead stuff and so I knew it was legit. I knew this guy was legit and I bought it right away, like immediately and then somebody else bought the second one um, 
I think it was uh, uh, Ray MacGyver. He bought the second one. Uh, so yeah, there's gonna be a big unboxing when I get that sucker in. I don't know if he's gonna build any more. I don't know. <laughs> I've been. Oh, I actually told Tom uh, recently. I was like, you know what? I don't see why you don't just have make a course for like makeup for like just to kind of like pass on what the Evil Dead like you know how to do it his way i think i think a lot of people would invest in if he made a course where it was like here the makeup of the evil dead or like you know like like a tutorial from him or 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 in like the things he made like uh a quick like recap on how to do uh still animation or just like stuff like that you know like that would be pretty cool stop motion yeah stop motion still animation yeah same thing so, yeah, yeah, that's what Philip's talking about with the dagger is, you know, I was able to get a hold of that, like, immediately. He was only selling for 195 a piece. What? I'm back. I didn't realize that uh, my <laughs> screen oh. had shut off, and here I was talking. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I said that earlier. When the, the screen goes black, it's this app's, uh, it's like a flaw in the app. When it goes black, yeah, bad, you talk, guys. and your, your audio oh, cuts out. Go ahead, Beth. What were, what were, what were you going to say? I was just saying that I would love to sit and pick his brain because I've never actually talked to him before and I never know when he's like lurking in the group. So I don't really know how much he's seen for me before, but it would be really neat to just listen to him like and to hear him talk about the products that he's used. So that's all I was just saying. Oh, Tom. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was probably weird for you when I was talking about Tom. I, I, when you were talking right there, I was like, what the fuck? What is she talking about? I like I almost I'm lost that far track. behind. I had no clue that my screen was off, and I was saying that, and I was like, "They must not hear me or something." And I look over, and screen was black. I'm like, "Oh, right." Yeah, this this uh, that's a flaw in this app's uh, part. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But yeah, I agree. Black, it just goes with crappy. What, yeah, but I agree with what you were saying. That it would be cool to see like courses come about to explain, you know, not only that, but like. And- like him to be like yeah i use this and like he kind of gives you a quick recap on, on how to do it and like maybe how to how he how he built the stuff like that would be cool like he never really explained how he built all the stuff or we never really got something that like sure there's invaluable but it didn't go as in depth as it could have been sort of thing i would say well like, well you gotta remember with tom tom never called himself a builder or a prop builder Tom always said he was an artist and being an artist, you never want to do the same thing twice. Honestly, you don't. So, and you got to respect him, you know, him saying that stuff. A lot of people are like, why don't you just do this all every day? Because he's an artist and he doesn't want to do it every day. Well, and he did something groundbreaking. It's really neat, you know? Right. And he, he paved the way. Yeah, well, he made the most two iconic things in the world. He made the, you know, the dagger. Like, no offense if anybody likes the the Ash vs. Evil Dead dagger. I just, I just don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody has their opinions. Right, yeah. Um, But the Evil Dead 2 book, in my opinion, just, to me, when, when you say Evil Dead, I look at that book. You know what's super cool? I found out the other day. Is that uh, the Evil Dead 2 book? You know, it's another movie that it shows up in? Pumpkinhead. 
I was like, what? what? Yeah, it does. Really? It shows, it shows up in Pumpkinhead when the old uh, witchy woman. It's, oh, I can't remember the exact part. But yeah, it's, it's awesome. actually in it. It's, well, you should watch it because the Necronomicon is in Pumpkinhead. And it's Tom Sullivan's Necronomicon. I was like, whoa, cool. So that was That's totally I, strange. I know. And I just I found that out just recently, too. That's that's a guy. Does that mean that there's first... a connection between universes now? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And timelines and everything. See, that is just such an intricate thing that Paris is so good at. I will give him that. And I'm just like over here trying to keep up with the movies and the series. And, you know, it is wild, the timelines and like the different worlds. And Well, I'm going to warn you if, you, if you start going out, you start going that rabbit hole down with Paris, you're going to end up with that video where he's like laying on the floor half naked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I've watched any videos that Paris has put out. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was like three o'clock in the morning. He's laying on the floor half naked. He's like, he was talking about the harness and he's like, I, I figured it out. I figured it out, fellas. I figured it out. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> and that's that's where I did that video. I did the Al's Variety Show. Oh, and you guys did some spoofs. Yeah, yeah. I played as Paris, and Paris is like laying on the floor with his half shirt halfway undone. And then <laughs> the next minute, is like laying on the floor. He's half naked, kind of. Thing. <laughs> hey, of course, I ran it by we... him first. I ran it by him first. Yeah. He's like, dude, go ahead, <laughs> knock yourself out. He he was the first one who told me he loved it. He's like, cool. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I will say, though, if you have any questions, he's your guy. Oh, yeah. About anything. Anything that has to do with, you know, any horror movie, really. But he has been able to connect some very intricate things with an evil dead. It's very impressive. Oh, just 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 mention Chucky to him. Be like, yeah, Chucky sucks. He'll, he's the first guy who's going to kick the door up. Like, would you say? <laughs> Hey, but he knows the fine details like he knows the fine details he does you can appreciate that i mean with the work that he's wanted to do with the doll that came out and all that i mean i think it's neat so yeah yeah i talked to him literally i well other than messenger we literally message like every day but we talk probably on discord on the night's mary discord i think weekly now see i signed up for it but like right whenever it was announced um, a while back, but I just, I didn't do anything else because I had planned on um, getting on there and putting together like the makeup tutorial and like the products I used and stuff for Linda. Yeah. And I had it all worked out, but then I just ended up sort of falling away from it. And I haven't been as active in the Evil Dead community as I want to be. Like I've just kind of been a bit of a hermit lately. So. Oh, I get I get in trouble anymore, so I kind of backed off a little bit. <laughs> have you yeah. ever done the Bushudo Ash? No, I have not. Well, <laughs> I mean, some people might would consider the Army of Darkness one the way, obviously, feminized. Um, it would probably look that way, aside from the shorts. I assume that's the one you're talking about. Yeah. That has I'm, the shorts, I'm yeah. surprised you knew what I was saying. <laughs> oh, well, but I mean, there's, you know, there's multiple um, in the horror world anyway i mean you have um the uh michael myers one but it's really like it's laurie strode dressed in his outfit which i could be wrong you can correct me if so i don't really know but there there's also a a pretty lady leatherface now and And also jason and freddie so 
Well, that'd be a good one for you then. Pretty yeah. late. The, you know which one I'm talking about with the tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have the mask, so. Well, I, I don't even think the act. If you actually look at the pretty lady leather face bushido, uh, they it do act, like to the side. Yeah, it's pretty much them, like yeah. she has it or whatever, but it, she's not like yeah. wearing it. Yeah. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of those that you could do. But I would like to do because I had um, posted like a sort of a poll type thing on um, my social media and someone had mentioned doing a Freddy Krueger, but I would actually like to do, which I don't know what that statue looks like, but I would actually like to learn to do the makeup. I have the, I actually have one of those actually, the Freddy statue. I have Freddy Jason, uh, the pinhead one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I have the Ash one for sure. It's upstairs in the evil dead case. But uh, yeah, I have right now. I have Pinhead, Jason, and Freddy. Neat. Yeah, yeah. that's something um, I've considered. Those I, I want to really get back into makeup, though. Like that's the big. I feel like I kind of fell away from it after Cheryl, and I mean, I did do you know face paint, but I do want to start working with different products and trying different things. So another one that would be a good challenge would be uh, Regan from The Exorcist. Which is definitely on my list. I had started buying the stuff for it a couple of years ago, and I just ended up, (laughs) I'm one of those people, and I swear it's with cosplay. I I feel like a lot of people are that way. You buy things with the intention, and you just, you end up like, oh, there's the next shiny thing. Oh, I got to come back to that. But here's another shiny thing, and it just keeps going. So, yeah, I had intended on it, um, but I didn't end up doing it so it's gonna be one I mean, of those uh, where your heart's hmm. got kind of, your heart's got to be into it kind of thing oh absolutely and hmm. i mean it's just you you have some of those small projects that it's no big deal to do and that's fine and all but if it's something intricate like that you really have to want to do it because it's very difficult so yeah. you sound very passionate about the evil dead and i was wondering uh is that your favorite uh horror film Oh, why are you going to ask me that? <laughs> or, um, I'm one like, of those people. That's like asking who your favorite child is. You cannot choose or you shouldn't. I, so. I always say that exact uh, phrase when I speak about uh, when I make people pick or my, when people make me pick, which is my favorite out of the three. <laughs> but out of well, all see, the horror movies, like, would you say Evil Dead would be in your top five? In terms, oh, absolutely, in my top five for sure. I would mean, it be like, in your top first, three? At least, definitely, in terms of makeup and being um, very comforting and nostalgic for me. Like, if I'm feeling bad and I, I want to watch something that's going to, I know it sounds crazy, make me feel better, I like watching movies that I already know what's going to happen. And there's just a comfort in knowing that. So, and plus, Evil Dead makes you laugh. I, and maybe it shouldn't, but it does me. So, you know, there's that, like, I have to probably give the top spot, honestly, only because it's the first horror film I ever remember watching is the original um, Amityville horror. That That's the first movie I, I ever remember. But the one that scared me the most would be Poltergeist 2. And it still right. scares me to this day. Right. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> No, Adam would be. Don't don't yeah. shoot the messenger. 
<laughs> no, no, Admiralville. It that that's a that's one of the first ones my dad w- had me watch with him. So yeah, you're talking about it's the just, one it has the old, an effect on you. Yeah, yeah. you talking about the old one where like the bees, like the like yes, the freaks yes. in the room, the bees are around the windowsill and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Well, it was actually flaws, yep. but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The, it was just so you know when the movie starts out and you hear that really terrifying well to me it was terrifying um choir singing it just sounds awful when you're sitting in a room and it's dark and you're only like eight years old and you know you're probably not supposed to be watching it anyway so you're scared before the movie really even gets started and it just had such an effect on me and you know poltergeist 2 had such an effect on me because um the preacher Kane was terrifying still is terrifying to me to this day so I those are definitely. I honestly think the cre- the creepiest horror B movie. I would say B movie. The creepiest horror B movie music has to be Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I, I can know, see that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a mission here. I've never watched it. I've seen oh the costumes. God, I love the costumes. But I've movie? never watched that. That movie's insanely no. awesome. Like if you love B movies, boom. That's. Right well, there. and I, I see the costumes at conventions sometimes, and to me, like, certain colors or shapes are very pleasing to the eye. Like, I love visuals, and I love the costumes. They're neon. They're creepy. Like, I really enjoy it. So, I, I definitely need to check it out. I have so many movies on my list. It's always growing, and I'm just, I feel like I can't get to all of them. So, well, that, I do that, need to watch it. Well, you know that, like, very generic circus song it's like da, 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 you know the very generic mm-hmm. circus song yeah they actually had a band redo that for the movie so it's, it's even more creepy than it already yeah, was so 80s it's really 80s <laughs> yeah i need to watch it for sure it's embarrassing i that's like one of those that everyone's watched i just haven't watched it i just oh no trust me Roger, I talked to Roger about horror movies. He's like, yeah, I'm making this, uh, 3D printing this for somebody. Never seen the fucking movie, but I'm, I'm making it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. Like, he did some stuff for Killer Clowns. Like, Mike Nelson's the big guy in Killer Clowns right now who does the stuff for the conventions. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Carnivorous uh, Creations, something like that? And... Uh, yeah, he deals with the sets and stuff, and Roger does has done some stuff for him, like the popcorn gun, things like that. And I get to oh, see neat. Mike okay. again over in Chicago. Mike's a cool cat. Really cool guy. So, who is it that does the Evil Dead sets uh, at conventions? We're at. We're at in the U.S., though. Well, I feel like it was at Flashback, was it not, that there was one? Flashback? Um, it was, hmm. I thought it was a convention that you guys went to, and... It no, was, um, well, Chris did a backdrop last year. Um, it was like it the floor the, oh, and like the, the living room. The cabin. Yeah. That was, uh, God, he's going to kill me for not <laughs> his convention uh, <laughs> business. Brandon Barry out of New England. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking. No, that sounds familiar. I can't remember I right I now. To him briefly. Sorry, Brandon. If you're listening. Good grief. But yeah. Um, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, Baby, yeah, he did the he did the cabin, and he did uh, like a puppet deer head as well. Oh, that's it was neat. really. I would cool. love to do photos on a set like that. Just I think just he's saying, still ha- putting it out there. 
I think he still has it. It was it was cool because I sent him my old Necronomicon that I made, just giving it to him, and it people took photos with that with Bruce Campbell. I was like, wow, that's crazy. You know, that type of point oh, in time really in my neat. life. But uh, yeah, Brandon Berry, he's gonna kill me. God, sorry, sorry. Whenever I'll you do the description, talking. you need to put it in there. So. I, I'm not charged this. It's all, it's all fill up here. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I mean, need to know which Comic Con it was because I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Berry. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. Um, crazy at making incredible sets. He did the Ninja Turtle set as well. He's done all kinds of neat stuff. Is he like strictly convention or? No, I don't think so. Like he just, oh, okay. Yeah, you pay him the right money. He'll do whatever kind of thing. He does well, mainly conventions because that's where it comes into play. But yeah, yeah, he'll do anything sets and stuff like that. If you want a set, he can build it. Yeah, well, just look up Brandon, Brandon Barry coming on to... the groups. So Brandon Barry's oh, on the okay. groups. That's, yeah. And be like, hey, Brett forgot your the name of your business. <laughs> <laughs> Just give him shit next time you talk to him. Well, like, you know, yep. hopefully he'll consider maybe doing something like um, Spooky Empire because I, I think that they was it Spooky Empire that had some things like that. I can't remember. Everything starts running together after a while. He would, yeah, so. yeah. As long as you get him in touch with the uh, people in charge of it, yeah, he'll do it. It'd be cool to have the Deltas and a set together. Yeah. By the way, those no. guys, I never got in contact with those guys. I'll send you their contact info. Uh, oh, no, I, I have it already. I have it already. Um, we did talk, and uh, he's like, yeah, hit me up on Instagram and all that. I think we follow each other. But I put out the listings for the chainsaws, and they went immediately, like oh, within man. one day. So. I'm down to after the projects that I got after these ones because they got some really mm-hmm. crazy ass projects that nobody's ever seen that is related to Evil Dead. Ooh, yeah, be interesting to see. Oh well, I got to ask a few people if I can show them when they're done. Oh, okay. Legal issues. Um, and gotcha. I, I got one left. That's it. Oh. So, do you own a uh, Linda's necklace? Um, I actually have a cast from uh, Al, and I ended up before that, um, but who made the, uh, you would know this, Brett, yeah. who made um, that cast for him? Because I don't, did he make that one, or did he um, buy that one? I don't know how that worked. Um, he worked with Gavin Smith out of the UK okay, about that. Like, I got one of Al's, and then I had one from Gavin. Gavin did a 3D print. I think what Al did is he took 3D print and made a mold. I'm not Britain, I believe. I gave him actually I I was helping you out, Beth, the whole time because he was making those videos and he's like, Hey, sorry, Beth, I haven't got your I haven't got your necklace done. <laughs> and I'm like, Al, get her fucking necklace done. What what are you doing, man? And he's like, Oh fuck, I'm just backed up. I'm like, just it's not that just make it. He's like, Okay, yeah. Well, well. did he make well, the box it. too? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Incredible box. Yeah, I have the box and everything. I eventually do want to have it in um, some sort of metal material. I mean, I don't know if anyone makes that at this point, like, available, but that's um, something I would eventually like to. I'm sure someone could make it out of pewter. There's one guy. Probably. One guy. You can do that. 
that's who I need to talk to then. Cause it's not that I don't love what Al made. It's just that I do want to have like a, an Metal. absolute 100%. Yeah. A trafari. That would be. I've been hunting be... for a real one for years. They're like impossible to find. Yeah. Not even cli- Not oh, yeah. even kidding. It would have um, to it... be reproduced in some <clears throat> fashion. It would be Kurt Eubank. That's the only guy. Real? I didn't even know he made those. He doesn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Not anymore. The only guy because it would have to be a two-part piece because you would have to sandwich oh, yeah. the metal or the or, sorry the lens in between it. Uh, but yeah. everybody I know who works with Peter, because he did the KOS rings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did a he's few the only guy who could do it. Um, I know he's not doing anything Evil Dead related at the moment, but I don't know. Beth, I, you know, you might, you know. It'd, it'd be on. interesting just to at least ask, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's the only guy. And he's going to be on the hmm. show here pretty soon, if I if I remember right. Yes, in the next uh, coming weeks, him and Emily Dunlap from the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, whoops. Which podcast? Uh, Which podcast? Don't throw me under the bus because <laughs> I forgot. Uh, I actually had a huge bong rip. I was like, <clears throat> I was coughing there for a bit, but then it went away. And I'm just like, oh, come here. That's something I can bring up to Kurt on the podcast as well. Be like, hey, Kurt, you know, I've talked to Kurt, I don't know how many times, a million times. Because um, I know he's doing a lot of other different stuff. He really got out of Evil Dead because he needed to take a break. So and then we got into some ghost stuff, which he had been doing ghost stuff anyway. Because I have one of his um, Gillette masks that he made for me. So that was cool. Yeah. Kurt's, Kurt's like second to none with his work. He really honestly is. I miss those live videos he used to do with his crazy coffee cups. <laughs> I miss that. Those were good lives. Yeah. Where? Uh, during those lives I told him I was like you know what's funny you kind of look like Tom Savini with that mustache (laughs) and he actually did at the time and I laughed it was hilarious he is somebody who I have not met at a convention actually just since we were talking about Tom Yeah, but he was at the last one he is somebody that I definitely need to get around to meeting because I know that most people might think it's pretty basic but i really loved his work with creep show so yeah the original yes yeah Yeah. which i mean the tv series is good too and the um evil dead not evil dead episode (laughs) that they did with ted Raimi was really neat too i really liked that one yep there was a uh what was your favorite part of that episode well i mean it was just the whole thing was enjoyable i mean just just having any semblance of evil dead aside from you know since the series has ended it was just nice to have something so i just like the whole thing did you know the girl the girl uh who works with the crew for the tv uh she is actually on ash versus evil dead in the third and final season of it and she's a part of the knights of samaria and she gets killed yeah i didn't catch that obviously uh, she gets killed by Ruby and possessed Kelly. Well, you better be posting some shit because I ain't seen this. <laughs> All you got to do is, uh, well, yeah, I will. Fine, I'll search that up too. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just laid out the groundwork, son. It's <laughs> legit, though. <laughs> for you to post. No, back it, it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is though. Okay, I wish I knew the the name of the girl who played her, but she's the the black girl on the TV crew. 
there's three people. There's uh, the guy who's uh, Norm, who's supposed to be Bob Ross. And then there's mm-hmm. the black chick. And then the guy with the glasses who, who goes groovy. There's the, like the, they're whatever. It's like three of them. They're a team in the episode. She's the girl in the episode that gets whatever killed in Asher's Evil Dead. I swear to God, again, cross my heart, hope to die. Connect all the dots, man. Just put, just post it. Because there's a connection there. There's always a connection. When Evil Dead is involved, there is a connection somewhere. Right. So it will be connected to the universe. And one thing that I've noticed is Evil Dead has really come into like the major spotlight since, you know, 2015 since the TV show came out. Or even like 2010 around that era. And for so many years, we've had Jason, Freddy, Chucky, and just all these other characters that were just known as, you know, it in horror movie. Yeah. And what, what do you guys think really brought out Evil Dead as, you know, like a mainstay, like, you know, a top property? Was it the fans who finally grew up and now are watching it? Or is it the new fans, or it, or a little mixture of both? What do you what do you think, Beth? Well, I mean, I suppose it would be new and old because, at least to me, Evil Dead will always reek of pop culture, and not in a bad way. I do not say that in a bad way. It's just something you associate with horror, no matter what the way you associate Jason and Freddy. But it definitely is a bit. Timeless compared to those. At least when it came out, I feel like you you did the have that lag in time that you were, you know, talking about. But with the video game coming out, with cosplay being more mainstream now, and with horror cosplay becoming more mainstream now, I feel like you are getting new fans because people are interested in makeup and things and role play and like playing games and stuff. So I I think it's a mixture of both, and it, it just has to do with our culture, like with makeup, with games, with movies, whatever. So I think it's it's everything. It all comes back to cosplay for me because I remember, I can't remember when I first watched Evil Dead, but I remember my dad talking about when he first watched it. And he was like either um, just coming out of middle school, going into high school or something like that. And it was something they showed in school, like after hours. <laughs> totally wouldn't fly today. Um, yeah. But he talked about being terrified after seeing the scene in the woods with the tree limbs and stuff. And that was terrifying because, mm. you know, in our town, there are trees everywhere on your way home. So it's kind of scary at night <laughs> after having watched <laughs> that. So for me, I mean, that I'm getting off topic, but I don't remember the first time I watched it. But hearing that and that sticking with me and when I finally did watch it and pay attention to it, an old fan to a new fan. You know, you pass it along. Yeah. So. Well, sorry and, to ramble. <laughs> oh no, you're good. And follow up question is, no, you did mention the video game, and we've had a Jason game come out. And, and when it comes to like Mortal Kombat, you know, I'm not much of a gamer, but I see what comes out. That they, they have Leatherface and Freddy. What do you yeah. think? What do you? Why do you think they're bringing? these 80s and you know late 70s characters back are they that iconic that they imprint now on the you know people of today or you know or or do you think they can come up with something better nowadays versus i mean i feel like i feel like you definitely do see horror movies influenced by the past because it's always like it's like bands 
like rock bands or metal bands, it all comes from bands like Black Sabbath. You know, that's kind of where you start with building yourself up to what we are now. So there's always a starting point, but the starting point's the best point, not saying all these other movies aren't great or all these other bands aren't great, you know, in relation to the example. But you always start with something and that something's always the best thing. It's the most nostalgic thing, even if you're a fan just coming into it or you've been a fan of it for 30 or 40 years. Like Leatherface will always be the best. You can have a bunch of people in masks, but to me personally, and this is just my opinion, Leatherface is going to be the best. I agree. So it's, I, I you want to see that. So that's that's just kind of the way I look at it. It's it's nostalgic for people. It's it's comforting for people that are familiar with it, and it makes money. <laughs> I mean, you're putting two things together that people love: video games and <clears throat> you know movie characters, and it it works. So. I like that you said that Leatherface will always be the best, but why, in your opinion? He's terrifying. I mean, it's just, and you can take his story. It, he's believable. He's human, but he's not human. It, it is believable, especially when you, you know, you've watched the franchise and up to the point, and no, I have not watched the new one yet. I have so many things on my list. I've heard multiple things about either being really good either. or really bad. I'm with you. So, I either, so. I'm, I'm really. I'm sitting. I mean, I'm on the fence about it. It has good parts and it has its parts. Everyone says that the kill scenes are fantastic, but I guess the storyline sort of falls flat. But to answer your question about like him being, you know, the best or whatever, um, you know, you watch all of these movies. The first one was very terrifying. The second one was kind of funny. We won't talk about the third one. Um, <laughs> the, but uh, the Matthew McConaughey you know, one. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I, I got to admit, I did enjoy that one. Yeah. I wasn't, I, I got to admit. It's slappy, it's, it's you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's corny. The only thing I liked yeah. about it is like how like she was in the woods and then the chainsaw would just start roaring behind her. <laughs> That's what I liked about it because she's just like creeping around and he's right there, you know, a good jump scare. That's a, that's that's why I liked about it. But other than and that, it's effective. Yeah, pretty poopy. So. It was trying yes. to be the original in a new in the nineties, it was it was pretty a much good, what it was. It was like taking a really good shit, you know. Just everything's <laughs> out there and it's done. <laughs> but you know, you look at the first one, like I said, it's it's scary, it's serious, and yeah, you know, especially during the time, it feels realistic. You know, yeah. people going to a house back in the seventies and hanging out, and you know, it being somewhere in Texas. Like I feel like it's very realistic and relatable but then you move on the second one's funny and you keep going down the franchise he gets to me he's very much humanized with the movie Leatherface I think it was like what 2017 right I feel like a lot of people didn't like it and that's fine but it humanizes him in a way and it gives him more of a backstory with his family and how he became who he was so okay I just feel like his story could always evolve you can just like with Ash you could always do more with it but you have to treat it with care and you don't always have to reinvent the wheel to make something good. And I feel like sometimes that's what we miss in horror films, like wanting to remake things or wanting to expand it in a direction that just is totally unnecessary. You don't always have to reinvent it for it to be good. But that's just me. You know what? We need to put that quote right there everywhere because what you just Mm -hmm. said, Beth made perfect sense. In Thank you. horror movies, it, that is perfectly said. Thank you for saying that. So, so I remembered when you said Ash, 
my brain remember earlier i was like oh i forgot what i was saying uh completely remembered when you said ash so uh earlier what i was saying was uh, so i can fucking uh close the book on what i was saying earlier was that uh ash we were talking about amanda and uh what i thought was in the first season he actually kind of fell in love with amanda like he actually liked her he's like yeah this girl could be my girlfriend and maybe that's what they meant like we know who you are right but at the same time uh with her dying and stuff like that it was kind of like it broke his heart sort of thing because he liked her and he was like oh we could have been like uh, like you know a duo you know sort of yeah. thing and they would have they could have had like a bond but what I, I was thinking if they ever did bring like a bring back ash like me and brett have been kind of like speculating that this new movie in the game might be a way to whatever fund the final movie with bruce sort of thing and like maybe they'd kill him off sort of thing and it actually made me think if they did kill him off he would die for someone he loved and it it would be like a, a straight uh you would know he was gonna die if he's like i'm in love I just thought of that yeah. right away because well, he, Ash loves he, Ash. Like that's just the thing of it, pretty much. But I mean, you know he what? Love anyone more than himself? How about this one? He loved Linda so much that. Well, he, that's what I was gonna say. You know? Beca- he, yeah. I, sorry. Sorry. No, you. Uh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was, you're the Holy guest. Holy crap! Well, somebody. Well, go. just adding on to that was that you know he did love someone and it bit him in the ass. You know, every time that he has cared for someone, something has happened to them. So why not just love yourself more than everybody else? That's kind of what he's learned to do. So. And that that's what's kept him alive. Whereas yeah, absolutely. If, if there ever comes a time where he does become like, oh. I love her just as much as I loved Linda. It would probably be for probably one of the ghost beaters, I would think. Or uh, at the very least, a new love interest that he's trying to save. And like, you know, like that that yeah. seems to be the way they kill off all the heroes now. But me and Brett have also said that if any way they ever did think to kill Ash off, it would be have to be like, like kind of like the Sopranos where you like the, well, not like the Sopranos, but like, where it would cut to black sort of thing and you kind of have to speculate but well, in well no. more or less like the end of the first movie i, I would don't have think to say. you don't really know what's going on yeah well, like I but that would be that... the way to end it for good well my whole thing is but he would has it? To fulfill his prophecy <laughs> maybe like there's two prophecies that that i talked about that are, that are in evil dead there's a prophecy of ash who has to you know stop the evil once and for all but also, there's a prophecy of evil ash from Army of Darkness. Ah, and they have yes. to have one more face-off to finish it out. But then it would have to end like Bubba Hotep. No. It have yeah. to- but a lot of people, I feel like, don't really acknowledge Army of Darkness as being part of Can- the story, Can- necessarily. Yeah. yeah um, well, it, it's there's... like you get one and two, and then you get the series, pretty much. Yeah, they're like, we're all, well, well, the the thing is, the the people who don't respect Army of Darkness, and I respect Army of Darkness because it's part of the series. It's a fun movie. I mean. Well, (laughs) Sam Raimi, he purposely said that Evil Dead 1 is a horror movie. Evil Dead 2 is a comedy. Army of Darkness is an action adventure movie. Harryhausen movie. Well, no, it's an action adventure movie. Yeah, like Harryhausen. Um. And then the next movie was going to be a sci-fi movie. 
he was going to make Ash in every part of what you could do. It wasn't strictly just horror. It was horror, then it was comedy, then it was action-adventure, and then it was supposed to be sci-fi. Abbott and Costello meet Ash Williams. <laughs> I don't I don't know if sci-fi... I mean, it would have been interesting to see. I'll be, I would be happy to see anything Evil Dead. I just... It would be well, interesting. That, that's, well, that was the original ending, you know, him waking up way too late. That was the whole point. I slept too long! Yeah, the original <laughs> ending. It was supposed to go into kind of a sci-fi Evil Dead kind of thing. Okay, well... Yeah, he, he went back to whatever it was supposed to be, Dearborn, Michigan, or whatever, but it was like a hundred years later. Yeah. Well, well it's kind of weird. You got all these iconic places and stuff, and all these uh, buildings all crashed out next to each other. It's like, how in the fuck did Big Ben get here? <laughs> you know? I, I think they didn't choose that ending because it made him look too stupid. No, and, it, and, it was, and not it was, only that, it was too bleak of an ending. No, it, yeah, it was a bleak of an ending. The, the studio didn't like it. The studio said no. So they redid the ending to what we know now in the U.S. The original ending was when he slept too long. And that was, uh, that was actually sent out in the U.K. That's how they know it. Personally, oh, okay. Personally, yeah, before, Ash, before Ash versus Evil Dead uh, came out, I actually thought, that uh, the Smart ending is act- was actually like the perfect ending to the whole story. Well, yeah, they, did, they didn't really have yeah. to go past that point, but it's actually kind of cool that they did. Well, yeah, it makes sense because he fulfilled the prophecy that was in the book and defeated the army of the dead. So it made sense. It's just unfortunate but... it didn't last past the third season. I mean, like I would have loved to have seen it. Anyone would want to see it go on forever. So. Yeah. Yeah. You you want to know something super weird? When I interviewed Danny Hicks when he was dying, he was telling me in the second season when I was interviewing him, like at the beginning of the second season, he he was telling me that Bruce and uh, the crew, like because apparently him and him and Timothy Quill, like they uh, they all used to hang out all the time. And yeah. Timothy Quill, he's dead now, and he was blacksmith from Army of Darkness, and yeah. Danny Hicks dead now too. And he was Jake from Evil Dead 2. And they used to hang out all the time. And oh, when, yeah. I, when I was interviewing him, he, he's like, oh, yeah, my, my wife passed away. And, and it was the anniversary of his wife's death that he chose oh, to God. talk to that he chose to talk to me. And I was like, like, so like honored and humbled that I was like, oh, wow, my first real big interview was with Danny Hicks. And I was on this mission. And I was like, oh, one day I'll interview Bruce. And it's just like. Uh, so what happened was he was telling me when, I, uh, when season two just started, he goes, yeah, I was with Bruce and we were over at his house and we were having steaks. And, uh, he was telling me that they don't even know if Ash versus evil dead is going to be making it through another season. And I was thinking, holy fuck, that's so weird that he told me that before it actually fell through and, and season three happened and all that. I was thinking, wow. So he already knew ahead of time that season three was like the end of season three was already up in the air. Like that's it. They already, he already knew that it was going to end, but he couldn't tell me it was going to. So it was kind of like a, like a, a cat in the box sort of situation. Well, it's so know. sad though. Like, cause to us, of course, you know, we view it as just the most amazing thing ever just to have something evil dead. Mm-hmm. So you would think everyone else would feel that way. And you would think that there would be ratings through the roof, you know, to keep it going. But it, it, it's, it's, fu- it's, it's funny too, because uh, not nothing's uh, 
funny about that, but it's funny that he, he uh, talked to me that day. Like, I, don't, I still don't really understand why he chose that day, but that was the day he booked me. And we had, we had talked for, like, a while. Like, we used to shoot the shit from time to time. And, like, he was, like, a nice guy. Like, he would give you time of day, like, kind of like Robert England, like, one of those type of people. So it's, like, uh, celebrities like that, they're few and far between. And, like, uh, there's a handful of them that actually truly genuinely give a shit and, like, wonder, like, like I would imagine, like, when – both of you at when you both met sam raimi like you said he was like the kind of one that kind of sticks out like that oh yeah he, he probably oh, yeah, actually he, he probably actually listened to what both of you actually said analyzed it and was like cool and then when you guys left he was like have a good one pal or something like that and you're probably like whoa that was fucking surreal like that was it sam was raimi like- you you were just like living in another world at least for me it felt like i was living in another world afterwards for a while so yeah, yeah he knows yeah. he knows who you are kind of thing hey there buddy he really does he <laughs> yeah, was, he... like when he when i showed him he was looking at my logo and he was looking at his like bgc and like breast group chance i was like oh i know your work He's that like, blew what? my fucking mind <laughs> when he said that i wouldn't even be surprised if he listened to one of our episodes by now yeah, he listens to the fans and and he watches what they do. He honestly does, because Evil Dead. See, I didn't know if really... he had social media or not. So I know well, Tom listens to us. Yeah, and and he said he's been uh, like before. He said ah, I don't know if I want to be on the show, and I like asked him again. He's like I'll think about it. So that yeah, kind of keeps Tom's me hopeful. Cat. Fuck, yeah. would that ever be sweet? Yeah, I'd, I'd that pick would his, be awesome. I swear to God, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'll pick his fucking brain with the coolest shit hey, like and, ever. And Tom, I have questions. And, and, and I give a lot of respect to Tom because I sent my video to Tom. We've talked a few times through Messenger. Sent the video of my dagger, a little, my little fifty-second video, and he goes, he called it remarkable. I'm like, Boom. oh wow, yeah. I was like, that's what I needed because I spent hours of research. I ate so much fucking chicken, I got sick of chicken. He wished. He <laughs> wished. Really went honestly, out, then. he wished me a happy birthday on Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's neat. Yeah, I mean, getting approval from the maker. I mean, that's you know. Well, that, he, that's how I felt about like talking to Sam. I mean, someone complimenting your work, the person that created it. I mean, that's that's, that's the best compliment you can get. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, and when I did my book, I sent him a, photos of my book, and he said the same thing. He's like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "Keep spreading the Evil Dead, dude." something like oh, that that's awesome. so you know so are you, know, you doing any more oh sorry oh i'm just gonna say you know a lot of things that have been done evil dead you know tom sullivan did and yeah i respect him because he said he's an artist and he's just not a builder and as a fan in general and a fan of his to be able to just knock this stuff out and take the time to do it right you know and and it just try to go back in time and say okay i'm gonna do what he did in five minutes but it's gonna take me five hours to figure it out correctly Means and your house probably to... won't reek of rotisserie chicken <laughs> no no <laughs> like you both grab those bones yeah uh, <laughs> but but for him to be like dude you, you you got it you nailed it that means a ton to me absolutely it should i mean that's awesome that's the best compliment you can get truly yeah imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery yeah it's true there you go 
So we're on the last seven, I would say about 16 minutes. So Beth, is there anything mm-hmm. you want to get off your chest? There's a point in time. We'll let the guests just get everything off the chest. <laughs> you got any last words? <laughs> you know, anything, I have so many words. <laughs> anything that's been bugging no. you or anything like even like with cosplay and conventions that bug you, let it all out. This, this is your time to shine. Well, I don't Un- really have anything unfiltered. negative to say. We were talking about, um, not really anything negative, but uh, we were talking about meeting celebrities and things. And I don't really do a ton of like going and meeting celebrities. I'm always there pretty much just to costume with my friends and take photos and just catch up because most of us live hours away from one another, you know, but Mm -hmm. um, meeting Malcolm McDowell was one of the best experiences I've ever had multiple times. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but um he was uh, in Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. Orange. Clockwork yeah. Orange. So years ago, that was actually my Jinx, first cosplay. Jinx, you owe me a pop. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first cosplay um, years ago. And it was for Scarefest, actually. And he was going to be there. And it was just a really neat experience. Multi- the multiple times I have met him. And he's one of those um, celebrities that really give you the time of day. Like I sat there and talked to him for 20 minutes the second or third time that I met him. I mean, just super awesome guy. So I was just, I was just going to say, since you were talking about Robert England and things and Sam and all of that, that's also another person. If you haven't met them and get the chance, I'll encourage. So that's really the big thing. I mean, most of you guys have some strange questions to throw at me. <laughs> I'm here for it. Hmm. So. Strange questions, eh? Hmm. Or am I here for it? Did I just like <laughs> put myself in a position here? Well, you kind of threw yourself under the bus. <laughs> see, I, see, I've met Beth before, so I don't, I don't have any strange questions. Strange I don't questions. know. I, I'm, that's well, a good one. cosplay questions, makeup questions, music questions. You know, I'm here for those. Movie questions. Okay, I got one for you. What's mm-hmm. the hardest song you can play on guitar? <laughs> I do good to play pieces, honestly. I'm not, like, accomplished or anything. I only picked it up, like, two years ago, and I just played when I felt like it. So, yeah, that, that's that, about it. That's fucking hilarious. Because I, mean, I, just, I literally know. started two years ago playing guitar. And this, if you it literally had me on Facebook and went back and looked at my Facebook and seen when I literally found a Stratocaster in a fucking lower ass like garbage can, I was like, I seen this weird med- medieval looking like, like castle table and it was sticking out of the thing. I was like, Hey dad, look at that. I was like pouring a sidewalk and I was like finish waiting for it to get like hard so I could go and finish the whatever, put the cuts in and all this shit. So I was like having a break and I was like smoking a joint and uh, we went and seen, I was like, Hey, look at that fucking table. It's deadly. And all of a sudden we like pulled over and I, I climbed up on this fucking Loras bin and I seen all this like band equipment. There was like a drum set and like fucking speakers oh, wow. and, and like all sorts of like amps and shit, but you could tell it, it, it had been rained on and, and like, mm-hmm. so it was fucked. But then all of a sudden yeah. uh, there was like this, uh, it was like a, a, it looked like a backpack and i was like oh sweet fuck i literally just grabbed it because i was like oh whatever i'll look inside next you know what i literally looked i was like there's a fucking guitar inside so i found a fender fucking uh stratocaster and a fucking uh 
bag that was in the garbage can and i was like oh sweet whatever it had a busted string or two so i went and bought some strings restrung the thing and started playing one day and i was like oh whatever weird so that's fucking weird that you said you picked it up and just started playing two years ago when that's what i did are you yeah, my doppelganger <laughs> but a female <laughs> doppelganger of me i'm gonna pick your brain I'm you're my female doppelganger hey <laughs> just kidding. oh no i'm gonna pick your brain brain picking okay best small alien movie or weird creature gremlins critters or mac and me that's not fair that is so (laughs) not fair no again picking your favorite children why would you do that to me they're all cute and cuddly and well if you well if you like if you like mcdonald's and coke i I guarantee you're gonna say back in me because it's all over that film. <laughs> but for me personally, actually out of all of them, Critters is the most nostalgic. That's the one I get the most um, excited about. I don't know why. It just, that's what pops into my head. Like <laughs> as being the most exciting thing. Because again, Scarefest, because that was my first exposure for conventions. They had a life size, this massive, just big furry ball. And it was the coolest thing. And I was so excited about it. So I'd have to say Critters only because it's nostalgic. All like right. super nostalgic for me. And but all great up. choices. And a follow-up. Okay. Who would win in a fight? Critters or the toilet monster from Ghoulies? Oh, <laughs> why do you give me the hard one? <laughs> That's not fair. I don't know. Well, you answer the question then. That's not fair. That's two really good ones. Well, I would say if somebody had their butt in the seat, they'd probably get their ass <laughs> but that's- apart. That is circumstantial, though. Like that's exactly. circumstance. So, well, I would say, oh. if it, well, I would say, I would say, ghoulies because you know critters are more of like a gang kind of mentality. True, I would say yeah. if it was like one critter versus you know the butt chewing ghoulie, I'd say the butt chewing ghoulie. You know, yeah, it would have to be up. specific. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be a specific situation. Right. That's like I asking. Think, yeah. That's like asking who would win. Uh, Roddy Piper from They Live or Duke Nukem? <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. See, I mean, the, you just no, can't do it. I, I would say Roddy Piper just because he was like real. Well, no, he died in the film, so I would go with Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah, okay. probably. Well, yeah, you're probably right. I never thought of that. Evil Dead question, then, since sure. we're all talking about it. Evil Dead question. From, okay. So from, who, who, um, Evil who, Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness, which, which version of Ash do you think would win out of the three? Against Army of Darkness. Coming? Army of Darkness. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd say Ash Smart Ash. I'd say Ash Smart Ash would win. That's the thing. It seems like he became um, a bit more savvy and um, able to do things by Army of Darkness. Even though he was still silly, he just seemed more capable. Well, we talked about this before. I'm like, if you put all the films together, right? It, it's literally a span of two days. Yeah, but it seems and, like forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For us, it seems like forever, but it's like a span of two days. By the time in Army of Darkness, he's like, I don't give a shit. Send me home. I'm done with this crap. And that one line, we talk about this all the time, me and Phil do, where he says, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah, it's the be- that's like the best part of yeah. Army of Darkness. He's just so fed up. Yeah, he's just done. He's just done. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Army of Darkness, yeah, he would, yeah, we'd take, okay, yeah, Evil Dead 1, his biggest nemesis was bookshelves, as we know. <laughs> Evil Dead 2 was his own brain, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of psychology. Army of Darkness, he's just like, I'm going to kill everything. 
I don't care. Well, then, Ash versus Evil Dead Ash. Oh, he would win totally, 100%. He, he seems like he's got enough wisdom by that point. I mean, he is still, you know, all about himself and too quick to act through parts of it, but he does have a bit more wisdom. And he, he, I feel like he's a bit more human too in Army. I mean, um, Ash versus Evil Dead. Well, I don't I, know if you guys feel that way, but yeah, I agree. And well, that's the thing with you know Army of Darkness. Like we got, we got our friends who don't appreciate Army of Darkness. We talked about this a little bit earlier. <coughs> the host of the other show. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> just oh my gosh. <laughs> anyways, but but yeah, the thing fuck is, that, that show. That's what developed Ash as a character. Was Army of Darkness? Yeah, we really didn't yeah. know who he was, but he developed that. If if you l- listen to a lot of the commentary, they talk about yeah, it kind of developed who Ash really is as a person. So I can see that, yeah, it humanizes him. It gives him a bit of a um, of a story in a way. Exactly, you know, makes him a character rather than just you know a survivor. It I makes think, him relatable. I think right. the game will like. Uh, say when we do eventually get the game, you'll be able to read different versions of say the first one, second one, army of darkness, and then Ash versus evil dead. And they all go in their different, uh, certain categories of what character they are. See like the Ash versus evil dead one. He's like a leader. They, they have leaders. And then in the leaders, they have Annie, uh, Ash. Hell yeah. And, and leader. King Arthur. Fuck around my girl. <laughs> And then, and then they have like, uh, I think it's whatever. I can't remember what it is. It's like scouts and fucking other like different categories of like characters they can be. Like, uh, oh, what the fuck is it? Us? Uh, I, I think it's a survivor. Is the Evil Dead Two Ash? Yeah. And, and like the oh, first I, one is. Uh, oh, yeah, what the hell like is it we're called? all three standing here. You had to pick one character. Amy be my girl. I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. You guys are all fucked. She got that dagger. Yeah, she'll stab somebody without even. In terms of ability, in terms of ability, yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. Now, if we're picking just favorites, yeah. Read a book. She's like, "Mm, that's my girl. You can be Cheryl. (laughs) See, well, that's the thing I was going to say. In terms of you know ability and surviving, Annie, absolutely, I totally understand why you choose her. But in terms of favorites, you know, I would be between Linda and Cheryl. But that's, that's just me. But Ruby, okay, let's not forget Ruby. She's underrated. Oh, like... That would be a that would be a good fight. A- Amy versus yeah. Ruby. Ooh. That would who be would good. win that one? That's that's definitely a question there. Probably Annie. He would know who Ruby is, so it would just be a straight on face to face fight. See, Ruby, I think could have her own spinoff, but that's just me. Yeah. I think that's there's a lot of good. story to tell for her. They could have told a prequel or something. Well, you never know what could happen. I mean, you know, I know that Bruce has been very um, adamant in saying he wouldn't return as Ash. But, you know, you've got Kelly, you've got Pablo, you've got his daughter, and her name is escaping me right now. Brandy. Brandy, right? Brandy. Um, And then I know that you'd have to do some backtracking with Ruby, obviously, in some ways. But, you know, there's... Well, she is to Rob Tapper, so it does help. She what? She's married to Rod Tapper. Oh well, that does help then. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, she needs uh she she needs I think uh, her own story. I think it'd be interesting, and I know that they probably won't ever bring Ash versus Evil Dead back for like a fourth season, but 
There, never there say never. Well, maybe. Stranger I mean, this things game could happened. open up doors. This never, game could definitely yeah, that's open the thing. doors. Yeah, Philip, we talked about this. You know, with the movie and the game, it's all about interest. Oh, yeah. And you're going to see, you know, you're going to see a revival, I think. Especially. Uh, I, Personally, I think he's going to come back eventually because, you know what, back in the day, we were all, when Army of Darkness was over, everybody was like, when's Evil Dead 4 coming out? And they're like, yeah, it's never happening, bud. Not happening. Forget about it. Maybe it's happening. Maybe it's not. Oh, there was a remake. And then it's just like the remake was like, eh, subpar. And then after the credits, it was like, oh, Bruce is back. Groovy. The movie ended. People wanted Bruce again fucking brought interest to ash and then they're like oh ash we wanted ash throughout the whole movie then all the fucking comments underneath the remake gave us ash versus evil dead because they realized whoa fuck people still wanted ash this bad after this long and now it's just like oh we were left off with ash again you're somewhat you're somewhat right with that no when they were when they were doing the new movie sam was gonna come out with army darkness too yes and that's what started that whole thing up. And then you got Rob Tapper and all those guys together. It was like, hey, you know, they're like, we got so many stories. Let's, we got to do a series. And that's, you know, just so far down the line. That's why it was a TV series. But I honestly think, and I will tell you this, because of this game and because of this movie, the movie's going to do okay. I will say it's just going to do okay. But I will tell you that this will spawn one last Ash movie. And if That's I'm what right, I was gonna say, if it was, it would be one, and I think then it would absolutely be done after that, exactly. like completely done. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if they want to bring him back later, he can be like a spinoff story, and he could be like it, like Professor Nobi, a ghost. Yeah, that would be see, interesting. See, yeah. like, like once again, we come back to the question. It's just like eventually, if they are gonna end it, the end game will be he dies, and the and, shitty and part, might, it, the shitty Bruce part is. Have- and Bruce has to realize that, that they have, Ash has to fulfill the prophecy and, you know, sorry to say, might have to kill him off. And it has but to be done in more movies. It should be. But, it, but there's they, still a place. Oh, for sure yeah. there is. And I'm not saying they should kill him off. I'm just saying, of course, with the way they would film it and bring it back and shit like that, I would suspect that, like you said, fulfill the prophecy and then he would die. And yeah. when yeah. people wouldn't want to see him dead. So what they yeah, would have but, but to that's do why you would have to end have a, it like the first well, movie. Well, here you go, though. You have characters like Pablo and Kelly who are so iconic now to the Evil Dead series. And they have one more movie where they have new characters who are iconic as well. And that new movie. Put all them together. We're, done, that, with the, we're done with the Ash saga. But we're still done yeah. with Evil Dead because Evil Dead's all about the book. It's not about Ash. Well, it's just like with Star Wars. You know, Star Wars can go on forever. Yeah. You can do it because you have this universe, you have all these characters, you have all these books, all these, you know, all this and stuff. So theoretically, Evil Dead could go on forever. Yeah, like exactly. Long as, as long as it's done right. That's the biggest thing. As long as it's that's done the right. key word, though. Yeah. Like Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. Holy shit, I love it. Love it. See, I have not gotten around to that yet. I loved The Mandalorian. Like, Yo, love, if you love The Mandalorian, but... you can watch that book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that's next on the list in terms of Star Wars for sure. Um, uh, I I seen this cool shirt. It says "A Man in the Delorean," <laughs> and it shows the Mandalorian standing with the Delorean from Back to the Future. So cool, ladies and gentlemen. 
We're at the two-hour point. Final words. Oh, wow. And quotes. And plugs as well. Where, uh, where, where can we find you, Beth Rose? Um, <laughs> Beth Girl. Well, you guys can find me on Facebook. Everybody else can find me on Instagram. <laughs> All right. Where can we find you on Instagram? Um, Bethy Ghoul. Look me up. I do cosplay. I talk about horror sometimes, post t-shirts, and do ghost stuff, mostly. So, And hopefully one day much. we'll get uh, sponsored by Milliput. <laughs> Milliput <laughs> sponsors at some point. So, Beth, and also when it comes to the photography, what Facebook page can people find you and Charlie at? The same thing, Beth Equal. That's where all the stuff's posted um, the majority of the time in stories or in posts. So I, I'm not really on the Beth Equal Facebook that often. Um, it's mostly just over on Instagram, but you can find me there. I don't ever really, I have a Twitter, but I don't ever really use it. It's just mainly um, Instagram. So I have one, uh, maybe a couple questions before you go. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, out of all an unrelated evil dead question uh or non-related evil dead question i should say is uh out of the nightmare on elm street films which would be your favorite and which do you think is your favorite final girl nancy's my favorite final girl but i love dream warriors dream warriors (laughs) i just think it's so fun like and you look at the special effects and the makeup i just think it's really fun so it's definitely the most artistic. Iconic. Oh yeah, definitely. So that that's the way it is for me. If anybody's wondering where to find the rest of Phil singing that song, um, check out Spotify later tonight. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I should learn the tab and then fucking play the guitar and then sing over it. That'd be fucking I get, hilarious. I got a feeling I'm going to see that on Instagram in about like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfiltered with the dream warriors. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be fucking horrible. <laughs> Please don't right. ever let me do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I won't sing it. Not even at any. Well, maybe, million, <laughs> maybe a million bucks. I'll sing it. It'll be a hit. All right, time to wrap her up, fellas. Beth, thank you so much for being on the show. You're such an inspiration when it comes to the world of cosplay and horror movies in general. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for letting me be in the Evil Dead groups and get to, getting to know you guys and just talk and shop. One last thing. Are you ever <laughs> going to do your stickers again? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I usually I like to do those during holidays because I don't believe in selling them just for me personally because by the time you order the amount that I order and then paying for shipping and stuff, it just isn't feasible, you know? You might as well just give them out. That's just how I feel for me anyway. That's the got mine. So, got my stickers. I was going to say, yeah, if I'll... you ever do, I want one because I want to put one on my Dimebag Daryl guitar where he would put Which the one kiss... is it you don't have? Uh, no, I have them except on I put your one uh, re- uh, reflective uh, one on my Stratocaster and then I put your other one on my muscle car, which is my Cutlass 442. So well, I still I put, have a couple of duplicates, so just let me know whichever one you need, and I can send you oh, another one, no problem. Any, li- any one of the Linda ones would be sweet. The reflective one okay. would be awesome. 
I'll see if I still have the holographic. I know I definitely have the if um, not, like the plain would, one, but I I wouldn't complain about whatever one it is. That I I just feel like it would give the guitar a little bit of pizzazz. Also, <laughs> remember stickermule.com sends out really nice stickers and have crazy deals weekly. And I've used them multiple times and I've never been dissatisfied. So Stickermule.com sponsor us too. That was Milliput. <laughs> We're firm believers in the Milliput around here because it's very good to work with. <laughs> yes. But anywho, uh, thanks a lot for coming on the show. And it was a real pleasure because uh, it was a super good time. And it was interesting to hear your perspective because it sounded like you had a lot to, of knowledge about the Evil Dead and the, the things that you were uh, talking about. Uh, really, you could just hear your passion about what you like. And uh, like, you seem very, uh, what's the word? Positive. And I think more people need to be that, like that in uh, the world. <laughs> so It's the best way to be. Exactly. Yeah. So keep spreading your positivity. And then until next time, Brett, you can give the send off. All right, Beth, you're going to end it off. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me and stay groovy.